Hey, cut it, cutting up is easy. I ain't worried about that. Uh, pause for station ID, please. On smooth F M. The hits, the hits, the hits. Rick and Jay, Jay and Rick. A little something, a little flair. Man, what's going on? What's up, man? It's been uh, it's been too long. It's been too long. Um, we have uh talked offline a lot in these past yes. uh couple weeks. Yes. We've uh, done some work offline these past couple weeks. Yes. But we are back to the people for the first time in the past couple weeks. My friend, how are you personally? Uh, this is your, this is your chance was, to speak. I, I've spoken being why. This is not to interrupt you, but this is, uh, I'll let you go and lead into this. I remember I was conflicted. Honestly, the emotions go all over the board. Day to day, hour to hour, tweet to tweet, uh, depending on what's on the timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation about what this is about or what that's about. Well, this is what this pod is to me. It's about George Floyd. It's about remembering his life. It's about an album that many of us can relate to right now. Mm-hmm. The, the three emotions that predominantly all of us are dealing with. Pain. Hurt that drives that pain. And hope. And I think this album encompasses those three feelings really well. And that's why we chose this album. Yeah, and it's another reason why we're also wearing black too, as well, to being uh, yes. symbolized with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, y'all have heard me on BNY, how I uh, how I feel about this whole George Floyd situation is bullshit. Um, I need I need these cops to get you know the the full book thrown at them, and it just needs to be more justice around uh, when it comes to matters as far as black people and people calling this country um, systemic racism, uh, redlining. There's things that can go on from there and how it still affects to this day. Things that my grandmother my grandmother went through and she's still alive. Not not far away from me at all. 80 plus years old. Could still talk about these things, walking and living. So it wasn't that long ago and I don't want people, you know, whatever, whatever your, your mindset is, color mindset, I'm talking mindset here, Racism ain't, ain't any anything far from dead right here. <laughs> we have we have a, a long way to go, but with the protests out there that I've seen, um, the looting that's something separate. That's just people taking advantage of the situation. But the the protests I've seen that and it's it's beautiful. It's all around the world, and we stand with you, we support you, and keep fighting a good fight. Today, our good fight is the pebble butterfly. Like you said, Jaya, it's a it's a record of the people. It's a, a record that was well ahead of its time. It is a piece of, it is a piece of music that should be protected, and that should live on forever. Like if there was a a, a rocket, like a, the like Voyager one back in the day, seventy six, that went off with a lot of uh, pictures and music from humanity. If we send another one out there too, as well, with a lot of pictures and stuff from humanity. Timber butterfly better be on that motherfucker to shoot out to the uh, to the stars, and someone could find it, and maybe they could tell stories from uh, from us based on that. This record belongs everywhere where history can be protected at, and on this very pod, we will protect this record. It is uh, that important to us, and it's important to the movement. It's important to the listener, and I can't I can't wait to I can't wait to dive into it. I can't wait to learn from you. I hope you learn something from me too as well. We go from there. It's definitely ahead of its time. When this album was released in 2015, uh, it's an album none of us expected. This jazz, hip hop, uh, dark clouds kind of records. Mm-hmm. Uh, the expectation was like a good Kid Med City sequel, and then we got this. Uh, the reaction at first was, "This isn't what we want," et cetera, et cetera. But uh, each day that goes forward, this album made just better and better. Each oh. record. Each time that I spend it, it gets better and better. Uh, it's a record I hold very close. I know it's a record you hold uh, close as well, Ricky. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a it's a record that's uh, especially close right now. It's uh yeah, it is. And we're going to dive into the tracks, what we love about it. Uh, I'm cover thoughts in the booth, what makes it great. Uh, of course, we talk about the aging. With you, you touch a little bit on that one. Beats versus hooks. Tracks we love, music videos, all-time rankings. We're, we're gonna hop into it, but uh, if we uh, if we can, 
Can I call mm-hmm. for a sidebar? Yes. All right. Can I take one sipping on tonight? Yes. An album like this needs a uh, a fine a fine uh, liquor behind it. Absolutely. Hennessy. V S O P cognac. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. Uh, this bottle is not um. This bottle is just not any bottle. I had a had a birthday recently, so I bought it for the for the birthday, but I never got around to it. There was a uh, there's other liquors involved too as well. This story for another day, whatever. Um, but this bottle right here is fantastic. Like this record, it's a uh, high quality. Like this album, and it deserves its own space. Like these tracks on vinyl. Uh, VSOP is uh, is everything to me. Every time I get a bottle of VSOP, it's always for a celebration. I don't just buy this bottle for anything. Um, something good with the job, I buy it. Newborn child, I buy it. Uh, birthday, I buy it. Podcast on Dependable Butterfly, I buy it. VSOP, ladies and gentlemen. I stand by it. I endorse it. Even they know me no more than the uh, the CEO of General Mills. <laughs> if uh, the pepper butterfly was a liquor, it's definitely something you want to sip on. You're not taking shots to this album, but hell no. Nah. Uh, I hope you're. I hope you're not. <laughs> uh, I hope you're not like Kendrick on you. We'll get into that record. Uh, it's something you sip. It's something you savor. It's something that gets better every time. Uh, you open that cork and you pop it open and you, and you go into that the decanter. Uh, this this album is Hennessy XO. It is the best of the best. It is the pristine of the pristine. The top, the two hundred dollar bottle. Yeah, I completely agree. I could only, I just could the, afford a VSOP. At the the time. presentation, <laughs> and I don't have XO either. I was getting to that. <laughs> uh, I do have some high quality stuff. I got the Sermy Martin, seventeen thirty eight. Oh, okay. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show it. On a video, uh, it's really, really smooth. I enjoy it a lot, and uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, all right, my friend, would you? Um, oh man, it's Woo. uh, <laughs> you are yes, that's right. You're on the uh, you're on the spotlight. Are you ready to kick this thing off? Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we always do in a miscible bias, Jair has presented a opening statement, sir. The floor is yours. Thank you. The case of the pepper butterfly. The theme song of the Sopranos plays in the key of life as Kendrick is suddenly awoken in his hotel room. Kendrick stumbles his way to the bathroom as he navigates through empty 40s, glass decker bottles, and drugs scattered galore. Kendrick crawls his way to the bathroom floor as he earls his liquor, falling helplessly to the bathroom tile his eyes dwindle into the light. Hmm. Kendrick finds himself in front of the Pharaoh, the people of Israel chained by the tyranny of the Egyptian oppression, generations of promise derailed by the drought of wickedness. Kendrick looks into the eyes of the Pharaoh, and with his rod raid, he declares, let my people go. The rod strikes the ground. And the Pharaoh laughs. Hmm. Take him to his cell. Mm. Kendrick reawakes as the liquor poisoning attacks his organs. Fever dreams and cold sweats weighing on his subconscious. The coldness of death and hell's fire hanging in the balance. Kendrick is helpless of his dire situation. He crawls to his nightstand where his water is omnipresent. So close, yet so far away. And as he reaches for the water with his fingertips on the bottle, Kendrick passes out. I'm dreaming. Ain't I? Son, don't you know where you are? Kendrick looks down to his orange jumpsuit. He reads the stamp in all black cap letters. Robin Island, South Africa. How can you free your people when you can't even free yourself? From the shadows, a prison guard approaches, screeching his keys against the metal of prison bars. The prison guard yells, John the Baptist, dead man walking. John looks at Kendrick. Your bond is a single bill. Nothing less, nothing more. Answer your call. The hotel door, the hotel door knocks. Housekeeping. Mm. Kendrick reawakes in a daze. 
and as the liquor subsides, Kendrick sees the destruction of the hotel room as the parable to his own spiritual drought, his soul dying of thirst. He looks for the nightstand where his water lays and dusts the white angel lines from the Gideon Bible. He opens the Bible to a bookmark from a previous, tra previous traveler, Exodus 14, the passage of hope and the prophetic promise of tribulation to those who answer their prophetic call. And as Kendrick continues to read and read, his eyes fall heavy as he dreams one more time. Kendrick, with pen and paper, finds himself face to face with his interviewee. And with the red bandana and sparkling nose ring, Tupac faces eye to eye with Kendrick. <laughs> as the interview continues, Kendrick scribes the words of Pac, his love, his tears, and his ambitions. And as Kendrick listens, he doubts if he can be the musician his people need, the artist that can articulate the cries of an entire nation, the prophet that can lead God's children from oppression to liberation. And through all the self-doubt, Tupac discerns Kendrick's burden of greatness, the eternal fire that yearns for revival. Tupac says, we ain't even really rapping. We're just letting our dead homies tell stories for us. Kendrick replies, damn. With prison glass between them and a payphone to the ear, the prison guard keys screech against the metal of the walls. It's my time. I've got to go. Kendrick, don't let my music die. Kendrick replies, how? I'm just a mortal man. Pac stares into Kendrick's eyes, into the gateway of his soul, and declares the battle cry that Kendrick once forgot, the battle cry of his ancestry. The battle cry as Nelson Mandela chain snapped. The battle cry as Martha King declared his I have a dream speech. The battle cry of today's promise, of you, of I. Homie, I'm fucked up. Homie, you fucked up. But if God got us, we gonna be all, all right. right. I hear you get a little choked up right there. That's um, it's one thing about writing for everybody out there too as well. Um, when I wrote my recent article on uh, the plight and fight of Black America, it's when you start diving in your words and realize what you're writing, and the emotion that pen brings, it's tough, man. <laughs> Trust me, I completely get it. And if I can, now I want to give you an applause on that amazing, amazing write up. Um, hold a rose too as well, my friend. Hold a rose. I need you to put that thing on YTG Global, Facebook, uh, YTGglobal.com, and I'll put 20 bucks behind that. Easy. Because those words right there, with everything's popping off, and not just everything popping off now, but for the future. That needs to be said. That needs to be said right there. That was fantastic. Um, great storytelling, too, as well. I love the pock twist right there. I love uh, the beginning with the Pharaoh. Lock him up. Because it also ties to the religious themes that this album has. Man, right. you, you, what's up? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it references uh, how much a dollar cost. Exodus 14. Mm -hmm. Which is Moses leading his people uh, to the Red Sea. So that's what that uh, reads to. And uh, the Nelson Mandela referenced the Mortal Man. And uh, all the references were references in the album. And a, a reflection of that. And the actual, uh, Kendrick actually had a dream as a kid that Pac visited him and said, don't let my music die. And that's something we see on this album too as well. Yeah. And uh, it's something we definitely see, especially with the grand reveal in the end. And uh, uh, of course, my ending mimics the uh, ending in uh, the album. If I believe, as far as the numbers, album won six Grammys, uh, multiple times platinum over. Um, it's almost taking almost every award possible in music. Uh, it's it's I mean it's it, not the not the cultural, too as well, but it's recognized on the world stage of just how fantastic it is. You ready to get into no, it? No, without a doubt, this this album has leaked out of just. It's really easy for us to just look through a hip hop lens because mm -hmm. that's what we live in every day. Mm -hmm. But this album has leaked into, uh, music subconsciousness not just hip-hop music but music as a whole to the pop fans to the heavy metal fans to country fans uh damn doesn't win a pulitzer if not for this album this this album really like 
because it's always the second one that that really kind of takes off and this, this album really does that and puts uh kendrick into this different uh echelon in terms of a national notoriety in terms of uh rolling stone time magazine things of that nature mm-hmm. beyond just hip-hop which is powerful when you can break through when you can break through that you, you have my attention you have my attention too as well Let's start at the top. Yep. All right. So this uh, is this uh some little bit different. Usually we go like a, we usually take an artist and actually dive deep into them, the macroscopic, I guess you could say more so. But here we're actually taking the album and we're we're we're, ta- we're doing this one podcast actually looking to it. Let's start with the album cover. So I'm looking at the album cover right now. I'm gonna tell you what I see and I'm gonna tell you how I feel about it. I see a lot of hope. Number of black people here. There's a judge at the bottom. Exits over the eyes. Money in the hand. In front of the White House in D.C. I um. I love everything about this cover. It's one thing um, Kendrick said too as well is that, and I'm paraphrasing this. If I get this wrong, somebody out there, I'm sorry. Is that he saw the White House and he wanted to find a way to bring his people, or he traveled all across the world. He wanted to find a way to bring his people home. And he brought his people home by putting everybody. He put his people in front of the White House, pretty much, for this cover. I'm I'm, I'm paraphrasing that not, not not very well, but it's um I thought it's fantastic. It's a um it's a different it's a different scene to look at than normally what you see at the at the White House. I don't have to go into it. We know what it is. Um, it's a totally different uh, totally dim, uh, different demographic here, and it puts some perspective. I look at that. I'm like, damn. I'd love to be in that picture. <laughs> I, would, I would absolutely love it. <laughs> you know, I'd love to be there. Um, I, I, I absolutely love it, dude. It's it's unique in itself. I have never seen anything like this particularly done. Um, also, West Coast rap. It's uh, This isn't the same, too, as well, but uh, Easy E in the White House. That's a little bit something different, too, but just as far as, uh, you know, that West Coast thing there. But this right here is completely different. This is almost like a takeover of a... Uh, of uh, Black America sitting at the table and eating very well. When I see this cover right here, it perfectly explains the emotions of an album with just this one photo. First of all, it's it's dark. It's gray tinted. Uh, this this album lives in that environment. Uh, this is not a record for the club, for the bar, for a Friday night. Nah. This is for when you're driving in rainy weather and you're on a road trip and you're by yourself and it's just you and your thoughts and your subconscious. Uh, and that gray tint, it just perfectly uh, puts the mood of this entire album into perspective. Uh, the Kendrick having a child in his hand is really powerful. It says a lot right there. Mm-hmm. And then this this represents Compton, really. Oh, that's definitely Compton. And I don't know if uh, any artist has represented their hometown better Kendrick in the city of Compton. Compton, I feel like Compton's it, always put on well for their uh, or Compton artists have always put on well for Compton. For sure. Um, I'm not sure the uh, as, as far as I haven't really looked too much of Kendrick's off off the uh, out the booth to talk about it intelligently, but I know he's done a lot for the community too. I mean, yeah, he's out he's there recently protesting for uh for the uh, the murder of George Floyd. So the man's out here, you know, a complete activist. My understanding is he anonymously gave uh, money to uh, a music school uh, that was not supposed to be found out. He went to do an interview and they found out about it. And he was he was like, he's kind of disappointed that they knew about it. I have a lyric for that a little bit later. I'm gonna touch it too. Curious from giving his anonymous to anonymous to quote Jay. Uh, hopefully that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's a Kendrick lyric. I got a Kendrick okay, lyric in here for it. Uh, and it's uh, it's powerful, man. The the album cover really. When you when you're when you're searching on your phone and you're going through albums, you're like, yeah, what do I want to listen to? And mm-hmm. this comes and this one comes up in the right setting. It, it it transcends. It brings you into this environment so well from the intro, from the second that needle drops on Wesley's theory. It brings you in. You see that you're like, what? What is this? Like I was just looking at it. I was like, what the fuck is this record about? Like I need to, I need to hear this music right here. Like I, I see, I see. It's a whole lot. It's a whole lot going on in that picture. Let me put that on, and let me just, let me just. And this record, like I said, it deserves a vinyl. If you have a vinyl player out there, please. Absolutely. Yeah, 
you put this thing on and it just it just takes away from there the album cover is uh, multi-layered which is what this album is it, mm-hmm. it goes three deep on many songs that people it goes right over their head excuse me uh it's multi-layered it's open to interpretation as well it's a uh it's an amazing piece of art yeah i love that picture right there i know there's a lot of people uh of certain uh views that would hate it but i fucking love it shout out to it can we <laughs> can we um can we uh talk about what uh makes this album great yes please um in my words uh a wide range of topics mm. uh pro black messages uh money management suicidal awareness yep religious things yes there's uh and that's just a few of the items that really stuck out to me when I was listening to it um there's also um him talking about Uncle Sam on here. Uh, it's it's, <laughs> and the way he dies into it is not something that slaps you in the face. Like this is an album that when you hear it the first time, it's like, okay, I need to hear it again, and it's, it demands you. Know, rough. Yeah, the very it's, first time. It's it's, it's tough. Like when I first, I ain't gonna lie to you. When I first heard it, I was like, you know what? I don't know, man. Like, I, I, it's, I was like, like, like this is this is something right here. But this is one thing I love about artists like Kendrick Lamar. They make you want to keep going back. Like, no, listen to it again. You're not hearing it. Listen to it again. All right, do some research on it. Like, be 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 a fan. Find out more about what I'm trying to say here. I'm not trying to. I'm not like some artists are just real. They just tell you exactly what it is on the track, and they're not really sugarcoat anything. Tupac. That's what he would do a lot too, as well. Uh, the old Kanye West. He would just say what the fuck was on his mind. But Kendrick Lamar, he's way more. He ties everything to like a certain story. And then he has a lot of subliminals within that story. And if you're not paying attention, it'll go completely over your head. You, I'm in the kitchen early today. Listen to a record off this album. Um, I want to say it was, uh, what's a, what's a, actually I don't want to give it away. Cause I want to talk about it later. Listen to a record. And then well, one of my kids asked me a question and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I answered this question. And I look back, I was like, God damn, I missed all that right there. I have to rewind this back. Cause I know how this record is even now to this day. This record should be taught in schools at the highest level. I think it is in some, a few institutions. It needs to be. It needs to be in more. I, 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 this demands a listen, and just because of everything that all the concepts it goes through and how it intertwines with the stories it tells, it's amazing. Yeah, you talk about like uh, the like history today, like what, what's taught, and like uh, I was having a discussion with one of my friends. It's like when we talk about like the the chapter on slavery. And civil rights, it's like it gets to Martin Luther King, then like that's it, it stops. Oh yeah, yeah, slavery, it, yes, it, it, like, oh, civil there. rights ended. And, like, that was it. Yeah, this is like a perfect album that should be like taught in your college or even high school like curriculum because there is so much here. Uh, it's not just subject matter and content. The way he delivers it, the we'll get into the rhyme schemes, the storytelling. It, I mean, if you're a rapper's rapper, you love this album. Uh, the, the the samples, the triple entendre of some of these records. I mean, you could you could teach a curriculum on this. It's it's incredible. Uh, to answer your question, what makes this album great? Good Kid, Mad City was a movie. Mm-hmm. This is like a poem. It's a story mm-hmm. slowly being written. And this is the setting that the Purple Butterfly does. It mimics some things. The ba- the social economic issues of the Purple Butterfly is like the wire. As the backdrop, it has the personal struggle that gets lost sometimes in this album, the personal self-actualization of the Sopranos, Tony Soprano going to therapy, trying to break from his mother's chains and his father's chains, and being unable to do it, uh, and all those things that plays in the the Italian mafia minority culture. Mm-hmm. It plays on the the personal level of the Sopranos, and then to your point, parables and religious themes like Lost, mm-hmm. where the numbers and oh this means this and this means that, and you could do a ten page paper on an episode of Lost, and to put Butterfly kind of merges all these three great TV shows into its own thing, and it's fucking phenomenal the way it's done. Um, one thing that inspires album a lot too is uh, one of his uh, Kendrick Lamar's trip to uh, Africa. And when he came back, he had like the he came back with more knowledge. Like it is, it is amazing to us. Well, like me, you traveling abroad, 
we go somewhere else, it gives us a different perspective. We see different things. We're different cultures. And then we come back home. We get that energy too as well. And all this tied into this album. And don't forget, there were so many leftover tracks that were fucking phenomenal. That, that was us once, once upon a time. That's where that's yeah. how, that's this whole podcast started off. Okay. Um, in your eyes, this is a this is an easy question for the both of us, but as we said for the record, uh, how how this has been five years? How has this album aged? Oh, it gets better every day. <laughs> it does. Uh, it's brought on different. Uh, it's lived on through different phases. It had the it had the very initial phase where some people didn't like it. Some people dismissed it right away. Uh, some people, and it was slowly growing. Like even for me, like I didn't fall in love with this album the first time or the second hey, time, or even the like third Like you said, time. yeah, it was a rough listen. It's rough, but it's almost like the first time you take, like the very first time you drink, you're like, oh man, why do people like this? <laughs> Dude, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but <laughs> I felt that. But the more you consume this uh, in your chest, I bet. The more you consume yeah. this, uh, the more you understand it, the more you, you peel the layers back. And something happens that's really special on the third, fourth listen. You figure out how it's being told. And once you figure that out, you're like, oh, I'm in. If that intrigues you, you're like, I'm in. I'm all in. And now you want to peel the layers back. And now you want to get into, into some of these things. Like you said, so much is told. That it's not in your face. It's not. You're going to have to go to Rap Genius. You're going to have to go to Dissect Podcast Season 1 to Pepper Butterfly. How do you recommend? YouTube videos. Breaks down uh, line by line. YouTube videos. Uh, the music videos. That's like, oh, wow. I'm seeing something I never saw before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as that happens, as we all learned that as a culture, right, it became two things. Like, oh, you didn't like it. The two sides that just didn't like it at all. And then the two sides that really liked it. Mm-hmm. Then Damn came out, gave Kendrick more notoriety. Which gave to Pippo Butterfly more notoriety. And now, quite frankly, it's the litmus test. I can tell your taste in music by whether you at least respect this album or not. It tells me so much right off the rip. This is the litmus test right now. Do you think this album transcends hip hop? I think it's leaked into it. I don't know if it's transcended and maybe some of the other uh, rap albums. Well, I mean, when I said, do you think it's his own genre, this album? Yeah, in a way, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I'm kind of getting it's, it too. It's it's funk. It's uh, it's jazz. It's rap. It's everything. It's kind of like how I felt Michael Jackson was his own genre of music. Is how I feel about this particular album right here. Like the sound of it, the different flows and the breakdowns and everything that's like so intertwined. It's like I I have nothing really to compare this to. I can't take a record from any other artist and it's, it's pretty much say like it, it, it sounds similar. Like it's just his own thing. Yeah, he's rapping. It's the art of rapping, but it's the way he goes, the way Lamar goes about it is completely, completely different. I, I'll say it's his own genre. Um, Age for me. This, <laughs> it's out, every, like you say, every single day, this album is more and more relevant. Uh, it's a song that um that we're gonna talk about here a little bit later. I'm not gonna leak it right now, but a certain movement movement has adopted it, and it became the song of uh, power for the people. Right. Uh, we're not gonna spoil that just yet. We'll talk about when time comes up. But goddamn, and when you tie that right there, it ties back into the album, and the album lives on forever because of that too as well. And also the rest of the album is goddamn fantastic. <laughs> this is fucking fantastic. This album, twenty years from now, this album's gonna live on forever. It's two albums. I always says one album that if I could pass down to my kids. If I'm on my deathbed and I had two and I had an album in my hand, one of them is gonna be four forty four. Just because I think it's a handbook to uh on how on how to live. There's certain things in it that certain concepts in there that that are very and very important for for people to hear. The next one's the Pimple Butterfly. And that's not in, in that particular order. It's a very important record. Very important record. Are we ready to move on? You yes. look like you have another thought right there. Look, like you want to say something else. I'm, I'm looking I, at you right now. 
I, I got to save some of my spades too. When you start cutting, <laughs> <laughs> I got to be ready. <laughs> I, I was like, look, you want to say something. That's why I asked you right there. Okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, personally, this all so this all some of our personal taste off this album. Uh, what's your favorite beat? My favorite beat. That's a really good question. Beat just exclusively, probably King Kunta. I like that. I respect that right there. That West, it's West Coast, but it's really uh, funky. Uh, it, it's I love it. It's it's got a. It's one of the few. It's one of like three tracks on this album that you can listen to at pretty much any time. Uh, you can move to it. You can be your homies with the car. We need a oh, blueprint, man. I'm telling you. In here. <laughs> uh, you know that VSOP do. Go on. <laughs> we need a bloopers. Uh, <laughs> that's just West Coast. Uh, they're dancing to it in the music video. Uh, I love the beat. Uh, I like funk music. I like that funk disco era kind of stuff. Although this is definitely more funk. And uh, I like that beat a lot. It goes hard. I got a bone to pick. Actually, this is a record I love to hear in the club too, as well. Have you heard it in the club? I have not. I have not. That's what I'm asking. Like, why? I would love to hear that record in the club. Maybe in the West Coast. You'd have to go to the West Coast, but. Yeah, I, had to, I mean, I had to go to LA for it, but damn, I still want to hear it. I want to be sitting at a bar, homie, people dancing behind me, and I hear King Kunta pop on. I got a bone to pick. Uh, that's, that's, and that's everything right there. For me, I'll tell you what I got. Um,. Let me scroll back up. I got, got my notes right here. Make sure I'm staying on, stay on topic. Uh, the four cell interlude. Let me uh, shout the producers real quick. Uh, Soundwave, Terrence Martin, Taz Arnold. That beat to me is fucking fantastic. It's a uh, real, real waving, relaxing. Uh, it's a, it's an interlude, so it kind of it starts to change up things a little bit with the album too, as far as the sound, but it still stays within itself. Is what I love. I, I, I love that beat right there. It, I, I will listen to the instrumental and just play it. Like like it's some Mike Dean shit. Like, I'll just sit there and just let that thing rock out, dude. Talk about the 4 Free interlude? No, no, not the 4 Free, the 4 Cell interlude. Okay. Yeah, yeah the 4 Free. I I, I, I forgot the 4 Free too as well, but the 4 the four Cell one is um that is that is absolutely fantastic in my eyes. You know, you know what that 4 it, Cell is? It just, it just feels good listening to it, huh? Is it 4 Cell? Hold on, let me get my... Uh, you can talk while I make sure I got my facts right before... Now get your thing, get your thing, and, and and one thing about instrumentals sonically, it's just how how it makes me feel. Like I listen to it, I'm like, damn, this is um, yeah, I got you. This is this is just real. It just puts me in a nice space, especially right now, sipping on the brown too as well. You put some of that four cell on. I ain't really trying to get up. I ain't trying to get off my couch, do nothing. I ain't trying to hear anybody complain about shit, unless it's something you know, important. It is what it is. You know, I'm just trying to just just be in my space, and that shit pop on. It just puts me there. And it's music, and then day is how it makes you feel, and that's how that track makes you feel right there. It just it makes you feel, it makes it makes you feel huh, as if everything's gonna be all right. If I can, uh, if I can, if I can do that, you certainly can. Here's the here's the genius of that, the sound of that record. Hmm. It mimics the Jungle Book with the snake slowly uh, putting uh, I forgot his name, old boy in a trance. Oh. So it sounds really, really, really smooth. You're right. But lyrically. Ladies and gentlemen, I did not read the genius for this one. For one thing I read genius for, but not this. Lucy don't slack a minute. Lucy work harder. Lucy gonna call you when Lucy know you love your father. I'm Lucy. So that like that serpentine Re- snake. Religious themes Lucy. on that one too as well. There you go. But it, it really plays that the jungle book is because it's so everyone knows that memory. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that snake slowly putting uh, this person in a haze, and that—that's that's what the sound of that record does. But lyrically, it's—it's kind of dark. A, it's dark as fuck lyrically. It's dark, and it's trying to seduce Kendrick into into this. What's what's played in the interlude? What you want? A house, a car, forty acres or more, a piano, a guitar, and that's what that song is doing. It's trying to it's trying to seduce Kendrick. The thing about um. That record too as well said the second verse, he's rapping as if he's um uh, as if he's Lucy. Lucy as in ah. Lucifer, ladies and gentlemen, back to religious themes, which happens on here a couple of times. And it's actually kind of like when you actually really look at it, it's actually it's actually kind of creepy as shit. That's but it sounds smooth. Like you said, it sounds really smooth, but the subject matter and content is it's it's perfect, man. 
It um yeah, it, it definitely um. <laughs> it, it ends with all your life I watched you, and now you're growing up and signing that contract if that's possible. It is, it is Lucy, uh, trying to pimp Kendrick Lamar's music. To pimp a butterfly, and it goes back to also with the artists talking about you know I signed deals with the devil Bob Dylan. Right. Like it, it, it really says like, like what the fuck? Like I would love to sit here and talk to this man. Like, where, where do these lyrics come from? You, you, we need to have a conversation. I need you. I need you on this. Uh, I need you on this pot. But um, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my personal, uh, personal favorite right there. Um, personal favorite verse. Who politics? Red versus blue state. Which one you governing? <laughs> okay. No okay. Yep. 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 Or uh, uh, what's the uh, Democrats? The alliteration, the color alliteration, <laughs> the rhyme scheme. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, hood politics is a great record. I have a. Uh, I was going to do something on that one too as well, but uh, I know you. Um, I know you uh, had a little little something for it. Uh, for me, my uh, personal favorite verse was uh, Mama verse two. If I could uh, read you one of the. Uh, oh, the yeah, please. Yeah, we'll read you one of the lyrics from there. All right, so this is my favorite lyric. This goes back. This goes back to what you were talking about too, as well. I know if I'm generous at heart, I don't need recognition. The way I'm rewarded, well, that's God's decision. I know. I, I know you know that lines for Compton School District. Just give it to the kids. Don't gossip. Gossip about how it's distributed. So you said he donated to that music school. I was like. I understand that because he said that shit right here, and you know what? I um I respect that too. Like I don't like Kendrick's one of those artists that I want to do good by that people, but I don't need the 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 you know all the hoopla from that shit. You know, it it, it is what it is. You know, I I did good. I'll get rewarded in different ways for that. I don't I don't need I don't need man's um acceptance from that. I I do what I do, and then when people put me out about it, it kind of and with him. It, 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 it kind of embarrassed him. That's that's why I'm getting from it. Like all these people know that I was out here. Like I, I gave money in there. I was like, oh Kendrick, you know, you know, thanks, appreciate that, whatnot. Like even me myself. Like when a lot of people thank me for something to do, I'm like, all right, dude, I, I did it because it was the right thing to do. Like I don't, I don't want so so much applause from that. You know, it had to be done. It needed to be done. You were in need. We're good to go. I don't I don't need anything else from that. So I I understand what he felt on the human level coming from that and what you say about the school and that's just one part of the verse that i love but mama mama the mama verse two is uh that's 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 that, that takes uh the cake for me personally absolutely you talk about he references the kid who he was talking to essentially telling him you lost your principles and stuff mm-hmm. which is one of the uh turning points out there how much a dollar cost uh it, it speaks to your point about that embarrassment uh, personally, what's your uh, favorite hook from this album? That is a phenomenal question, and I will let you go first. Uh, you ain't got a lot to kick it. Yeah, that's a good one because it, it's because it is what it is. It's one thing about um, and a lot of this with with this album, it's, it's personal. So it's personal with me too. Is that you know when you're growing up, you try to be some, you know, maybe you try to be something something you're not. Uh, you try to be you know do things that are not of you, but of the people around you. And I, I've, I've been victim to that too as well. Let's be honest. But hearing this right here, I learned this lesson a while ago too, but hearing this music, you ain't got a lot to kick it. Like, just just be who you are. Be comfortable in your own skin. You don't got a lot to tell a story for the rest of your life and something that you, you're you not, and then you really get yourself fucked up. I mean, just, just be you. There's only one of you. That's it. There's only one of you. So enjoy that form of stardust and live on from there. And that And, it, and the hook is so simple. So smooth, but it works so perfectly. You ain't got a lot to kick it. You don't. It's uh that's not done without accident. That this album is so complex and so layered and so filled with depth and all these things, and yet the point that point of that record is really simplistic to you to your point. You ain't got a lot to kick it. You ain't got a lie. And as Kendrick uh, turns his own soul uh, in a, in a, from a negative to a positive direction. That record really is key to that. And then he's speaking to all of us. You ain't got a lot of kick it, man. You don't. So for everybody you out there, like so the audience, yeah. you ain't got a you ain't got a lie. You ain't 
We don't judge here on our mental bias. No, hell no. Lean, lean into your biases. Lean into it. <laughs> We're villains here. We want you to embrace your, your bias. Come exactly. At us. Embrace, embrace your inner Sith, your inner Palpatine, your inner Vader. <laughs> <laughs> live, live your life, baby. Uh, to answer your question, uh, well, we're saving one record. Outside of that record, uh, these walls. Mm, I got some for these walls a little bit later. I love it when I'm in it. Might have to cut that out. <laughs> Fair enough. Keep going. No, I'm done. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's enough. This we'll is pick- not karaoke night. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun though. We could do a, t- uh, a live Twitch karaoke. Live Twitch karaoke. You know what? You may be on something right there. <laughs> you may be on something. Um. All right. So let's get down to it. Power rankings. Top three tracks off this album. Would you mind if I go first? I prefer it. Okay. This is my top three tracks off this album. Uh, Number three, Black of the Berry. Oh, talk about it. This song is complete uh, Black Pride. Everything about uh, the the looks of a black uh, black man. You know, I, I am black. My, my, no, my, my nose is big. You know, I'm going to spin the bar for bar, but you get where I'm going from there. Like, everything about it is just the Black of the Berry, the Sweet of the Juice. Like, er, everything about it is just, it just makes, it makes me proud to have the skin that I do when I hear that record. Especially with uh, everything going on in the world today in 2020 for the record. Uh, my number two, Wesley's Theory. Uh, first of all, George Clinton. Shout out to George Clinton. Um, I've, been, I've been fucking with George Clinton since um, uh, Good, Bur- Good Burger. Remember that one scene for Good, Bur- uh, Good Burger he was in? Yeah. Yeah. I've been a George Clinton fan yeah. for a long time, man. Come on now. God damn it. I know y'all have been too as well. Um, first verse. Uh, first of all, the beat, everything the way it just pops in. Uh, it just, it, it's it, the the sounds of it is just fucking fantastic. And the beat drops hit me. Oh my god! The corners of this cocoon collide, and it, it it it's like a roller coaster that just like instantly like sucks you into it's, the uh, album. It's a fun ride. Uh, we it's what when things get to uh, verse one, Andy Black Entertainer pretty much spitting that one. Verse two. Uncle Sam spitting that one. Kendrick asked Uncle Sam spitting that verse. It's and it, and also with this this even it's doing his podcast. When I go back and listen to it, and listen to it through a new lens, it's it's amazing. Then you grow from that lens too as well. It, it's 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 great. Uh, number one. Um, all right, all right. It's a track pretty much where uh, essentially God is forgiving Kendrick for his past. He's been humbled and he can move on from there. And he knows that. Then everything's gonna be all right. This is the record right here we talked about. The movement, Black Lives. This is the song right here of overcoming oppressors. I love everything about this record. This record's goddamn fucking fantastic. And it will live on for decades. Forever. Forever. I mean, what more? What more can I say about this record that already hasn't been said? Number one, pound for pound, um, dude, put it, give it all the roses in the world. This this thing, this thing deserves everything because when you hear it, it gives you hope. I don't look at Superman's S and get hope. I play all right and I get hope. It's fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. Jair, please take over. Uh, all right, is the theme song for Black Lives Matter. Uh, it, it's played everywhere. It's blasted everywhere. Uh, it hits on a grand scale of uh, from protest to uh, my car. When, when and that that's what this album does. It's 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 so grand yet it's so personal at the same time. In that uh, it, it it uplifts and if look it follows you with Kendrick drunk in the hotel room, which which is. Uh, referenced in the monologue, but Kendrick on the verge of suicide. Kendrick, mm-hmm. like you re- you preach in front of a ha- hundred thousand, but never reached her. Talking about his sister getting pregnant at an early age. Uh, his friend in the hospital, you even FaceTimed instead of a hospital visit. 
Like you, oh, you want to be the superstar, but what about your people? Mm-hmm. And the depression, like, and the guilt and the resentment, not resentment, but the guilt and the depression that com- that comes with that, that finds Kendrick seeking medicine in a forty, that finds Kendrick seeking medicine in in drugs and alcohol and all these in all these things. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can relate to that, and a lot of people can relate to. Just it's it's like you is is like it's it's this amazing contrast and yet it's so so perfect that that was what this album tries to do it tries to unify in such a uh, a great way so you go from the, the depression of you and suicidal thoughts and sleep is the cousin of death and one of those really dark like sing about me down at thirst records into all mm-hmm. right this powerful uplifting uh, salvation kind of <laughs> I'm fucked up you you fucked up. But if God got us, we're gonna be all right. It's powerful. It's and it's uh the rhyme scheme in it is actually fucking amazing as well. Uh just on a technical level, there are more important things, but mm-hmm. I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut, but how much I be looking at you from the face down with Mac eleven, even boom with the base down, scheming, and then it just goes on and on scheming. and on. Yeah, but it keeps rapping from there. It's uh <clears throat> just on a technical level, it's a flex of Kendrick's alliteration and rhyme scheme. That uh, maybe one or two other rappers can do. If that. If that. And shout out to Pharrell on that beat. Oh, and Pharrell on the hook too as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people know that yet, but Pharrell's on that hook. Absolutely. Uh, what else? What's you got? Uh, let me go back to your Black of the Berry. Okay. This album was releasing the rollout. We always talk about the rollout. Oh, if, uh, talk the talk about the rollout with Black and the Berry. Talk about that. I came out first, the radio version. <laughs> yeah. That and I love well myself. That was not well received by many. What you think uh, of that? you think of that I record? The single? We're talking about the single? Yeah. Not the album version. The not the album version, the single. The single, when I first heard it, I was disappointed. The first yeah. time I played it. I, I like, like it. It lives in its space, but... It, I was like, it's, it's okay. I'm like, all right. But the first song on an album that we were all anticipating after Good Kid, Mad City, mm-hmm. like the hype train was unreal. <laughs> it was it was as high as high could go. You talk about a hype train, and then it, it drops the eye record, and we're all like, it's kind of poppy sounding. I liked it. It's, it is what it is. And then he drops on Grammy night. He drops Black of the Berry. He did. <laughs> he did. And, and just absolutely uh, flexes on everyone in the game. Bar for bar, it's an incredible fucking record. It's an incredible story. Uh, it's an incredible ending with the self-actualization of Kendrick, Kendrick versus Kendrick. And uh, that's yeah, true too. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that's not to be lost in this message. Actually, a huge point of it. Talk about Kendrick versus Kendrick. I think to quote Mama, I didn't know shit until I uh, until I came home. Uh, as big as this is, as big as the, the that's that's essentially you're, you're paraphrasing, but that's essentially it right there. Because yeah. he came back home, is where uh, he found almost like new meaning. Right. Right, and uh, it's this album. It really does. It's Kendrick versus Kendrick throughout the thing. It's Kendrick falling into the same traps as Tupac did, signing to a label group. Being associated with Suge Knight, uh, some of the same things that Tupac went through, that Kendrick went through, it's not without accident that it's Dr. Dre on the Wesley's theory saying, uh, "Whenever you went, you came to the spot. You said you wanted a house like mine. Mm-hmm. Anybody could get it." And the most important part, the hard part is keeping it, motherfucker. And that perfectly explains and, and Kendrick wanting to be the superstar, forgetting his roots, forgetting his values. Mm-hmm. Finding himself in South Africa, coming home. Come back to Compton and putting it all together. And bringing it all together, exactly. Yeah, now he lives on forever. What's your number three? Oh, uh, no particular order. I already brought it up. I into Mortal Man. <laughs> hey, talk about uh, more, talk about Mortal Man. The first, can, let's talk about the very first time you spun it. Uh, <laughs> I was just, I was in my room, just, it was light dark. I was just listening to the album. And then it does that little transition. And you're like, first of all, you're like, this track is like 10 minutes long. 
Yeah, like, what, like, what, like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, that's like, what is that? What's going on here? And then, like, halfway through, the, the music stops. And then you hear a voice come on and they interview, and you're like, holy shit. That's Tupac. Well, I remember when I first heard that, I was like, what the fuck? And it has, like, this jazz beat in the background, too, as well. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is this? And it's such a... It, the conversation was so so free-flowing. I was like, is, is Tupac back? Like, is this, is, this, <laughs> is this man really alive? Like, what the hell is going on? That's a Tupac conversation from 94, but please go on. Uh, Tupac comes on. I didn't recognize it right away. It's about halfway through this interview. I'm like, holy fuck. This is Tupac. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the interview goes on. You now like you're 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 keenly paying attention, and then the entire it's so much. But at that point, you realize this album and all the I remember you was conflicted. Misusing your influence, the poem that is written throughout, finally comes to a full conclusion conclusion at the end. And it's so hard to digest, but you know it's powerful. And of course, the pop. Pop, pop, ending. Pop, it pop, pop. As the as the music is rushing and then just stops. Like you said, to pimp a caterpillar, to pop. Yeah. Who never got to that butterfly uh, stage, unfortunately. Through Kendrick's eyes, I'm not trying to <laughs> uh, get too much here. Uh, yeah, no, you good, you good. And you hear that, and it. It's like, what did I just hear? It's just like shock. It's just awe. It's just like, I, I just sat there. I remember sitting there for mm-hmm. like two minutes. I didn't move a muscle. Like, wow. Like, that, what just happened? That just, that just fucking happened. That's the first thing. When I, when I listened to the album the, f- the first time through, that's the, of course, I li- a couple songs in there I, I, I completely love. Some of them, I was like, man, I need to really, really listen mm-hmm. to this thing. But that right there, it just caught me completely off guard. I was like, oh, shit. Well, what, what is this? Like it, it it demands your ear when you hear that Tupac uh Kendrick Lamar conversation. It's 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 I mean, what can I say? It's it's, it's fucking amazing. And and it is something for it bridges the gap to hip hop. That you finally see it. Tupac and everybody's at who's next Pac? Who's next Pac? Who's next Pac? And in its own way, there's there's never gonna be another Pac. There's only one Pac. But as far as the next a voice to the generation I mean, you got you got you got other guys out there like Jay Z. He's doing a lot, you know, for the for the black community. A lot, a lot of things behind the scenes too, as well. But uh, Kendrick Lamar uh, is, is carrying on that torch, and I I, I suspect he he will just continue to grow with that. It's not lightly that someone for, like in with him West Coast music, his background brings up Tupac just to do it. Um, these things had to be approved from top level, Dr. Dre, all those people behind you, so. This this didn't just pop out of nowhere. He didn't just download this one night and just did it, and that was that. Let's talk about a few uh, of these tracks we didn't uh, get to on here before we uh, move into uh, the next one. Um, For Free Interlude. What do you think of that? Within, within the album, I like it a lot. Uh, it's not one of those you can just play on itself, but uh, again, we're talking about album anyway. Uh, I like it a lot. I like every record on here. There's no skips for me. There are zero skips. Uh, institutionalized with um, Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah, talking about uh, something came over you when I took you to the BET Awards. Uh, it's great. It talks about the institutionalism. Uh, I brought up The Sopranos earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cycle of your father was in the mafia, so now you're going to be in the mafia. And once you're in, you can't break it. And so uh, many of the same things that Kendrick... Uh, alludes to coming from Compton or we're like Tupac went through this uh, guess what uh, you're coming through it you're you're now gonna go through a lot of the same things that he went through because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the institutionalism of it and I completely agree with that too as well I mean history always finds a way of repeating itself but it's, yeah. it's, it's make sure that we understand our history to avoid certain pitfalls and that, that what you said right there is the beauty of this album it's Kendrick being the first person in the family in the generation in the lineage to be self-aware of being in the cycle and trying to break it. Being self-aware is everything. Yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna skip this track because I'm about to get we're about to get to it here soon. Um, you. I already talked about, uh, talked about it. It's a uh, powerful, great music video by the way. Mm-hmm. Great music video. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, the storytelling, the way he uh, puts his uh, pitch really, really, really high, like drunken like that, is is a second to none. It's incredible. His uh his drunk flow is like that was uh huh. <laughs> that shit was like damn it's not like the really the ramblings of a drunk man yeah with a rhyme scheme behind him right uh complexion with uh rhapsody that rhapsody voice is really needed on this album too hmm. it uh it breaks it kind of breaks it up uh, this album never gets monotonous I think this that feature really helps uh the reference to Stuart Scott. Uh, the reference to what we thought was going to be Idris Elba as, as James Bond. It's a great Rhapsody for, uh, feature. I'm glad she made this album. Yep, and I'm glad she did too. Her album is fucking fantastic. And Elba should have been uh, James Bond. So, uh, Alright, so let's move on to a favorite music video. For me, uh, These Walls. These Walls. Um, it's... Uh, <laughs> The video, uh, everything about these walls, it's a, uh, it's an innuendo. These walls, you know, the, you know, the, the walls of uh, the club that he's in. Uh, these walls, the, the jail cell, the dudes are telling the story about how they actually got locked up. Uh, these walls, a car that uh, Kendrick Lamar and Terry Crews in. These walls with the talent show. These walls when the cops show up. Um, these walls when you know, dudes getting locked up, and also everything that's happening in between from scene to scene is uh, somewhat humorous. It's um, it's a movie. In itself, it's a very short movie that I, I really, really, uh, I really, really enjoyed. It's not to put this over any other track or any other music video. It's just one that I, would, I definitely want to highlight. And also highlighting this too as well is that these walls are, like I said, in the window to uh, something else as well. So, and it's a very, um, it's a very, <laughs> very mature track. Intro. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> mature track. It's one of those records though. It's a triple entendre. There's a lot going on. Yeah, and you really, really have to like... It demands watching and listening multiple times, and it takes work. But once you got it and you actually see it, yeah. then you see the vision. It's like, holy shit, this was sitting here in front of me the entire time. It's like your third eye being open. You know, call me TN. This shit's fucking amazing. Jaya, please. Uh, triple entendre of that record, the uh, innuendo, the, the walls of a prison cell, and then the institutionalism referenced in the other track as the third wall. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's a great piece of absolute storytelling. Uh, Anna Wise does her thing. Oh yeah, and, uh, she did absolutely. Uh, Thundercat too as well. Thundercat, yeah, absolutely does yeah, yeah. thing. Uh, it's a uh, it's a dope record. There's also a single version if you don't want the uh, overarching innuendo. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're just trying to play the record, there's a single version. <laughs> just for those who don't know that. I mean, yeah, we're not gonna you know keep explaining it, but you yeah, if, yeah for for you like I said, for mature audience, you understand, you you get it. If you know, you know. So, push your T reference. All right, so let's get down to it. Oh, whoa, I got a music video. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. I apologize, Jaya, please. I'm going cliche. It's all right. <laughs> and then, yeah, and think it's that, yeah, yeah, of it course. But I, did, I knew like, you were going to do it, so I had to do the other one. Please, please talk about it. The, the image of him falling in that all right music video. Well, after him getting shot by the cop with the, with the hand. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, it's perfect. The uh, the image of him like walking over like the concrete. He's not even walking over the concrete. Floating over the concrete that was played on like Apple Music. I remember like Apple Music video. Apple Music, excuse me, did a, a commercial and they, they showed that. I was like, hell fucking yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Uh, it's a phenomenal uh, music video. Uh, I deserve his recognition. Kendrick mimics the Joker out the cop car. With his hat and hair out the window. Hey, that's right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. We love uh, villains on this podcast. Of course. Um, King Kunta, him sitting on the throne the entire t- time as well. Yep. Hey, it's one thing I love is top rappers sitting on the gold throne. Like, I just see that right there. I'm like, you got it, bro. <laughs> Everybody else take your hats off. We, got, we, we have a king now. And that's actually a fake throne, which is the power of that record that's... Uh, underwritten there. I'll a- let the absolutely. people get to that. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah. It's it's incredible. We don't have we don't have uh, that much time to talk about it. It's incredible though. Um. Okay. So, are you ready for the question? Mm-hmm. All right. To pimp a butterfly. Yep. 
Where do you think it ranks on your all-time personal power rankings? Uh, to as call far it a classic, as as far as hip hop, call it a classic would be disrespectful. This is beyond just classic. We have this another is, tier. We have another tier beyond classic. This is the the elite of the elite. Timeless. Excellent. If we had like the Dave Chappelle uh, mm. rap album delegation, like this is up there with Blueprint, Illmatic, Dark Twisted. It belongs in that category. It, I put it up with any rap album in history. I say that I don't have a, a list on off on hand. Um, a few of those records you mentioned, uh, Dark Twisted, I have it up there too as well. You already know I feel about four forty four because of the handbook that I can hand down to my children and my children's children from there. Um, of course, you could throw in All Eyes on Me. Right. Um, there's so many classics like College Dropouts, another Kanye one. I'm talking like like serious like like pieces of like work classics. We're talking like the Godfather here. Yeah, this is, talking, yeah. Right, yeah, this isn't like classics of his time or oh, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a West that's a, that's a Texas classic, you know, something like that. I'm talking like like this, you know, this was something different right here. Um, the way it keeps elevating, the way it keeps growing, and the way society is moving in, I'm starting to find it hard if it cannot be number one. With, especially with recent events, I don't want to get it. And, and recent events are, have been happening for many, many years. And look back at history with how things are now and the way things can be or cannot be. Either way, is it a record of struggle or is it a record of triumph? It's up to us, really. And this is easy, it's even bigger than this album right here. It's up to us, though, to um, you know, to fight for what's right. Up to, up to us to continue to um to continue moving forward to con- uh, continue progressing and I think the album plays off that a lot it really plays off society it's tied itself to intertwine with it to not coexist with it I'm gonna give it number one I'm gonna give it number one um I'm not gonna say it's my um uh, my absolute go-to when I listen to music. There's a couple of tracks off there that, yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go into. But as far as everything that it does, and when it actually comes to really studying an album, it complete it. It does everything. My our article, classic criteria on uh, YGTGlobal.com. It, it it meets everything, completely. It has it has zero misses. It has no weak spots. It's beautiful, man. It's absolutely beautiful. Give it that number one slot. I ain't fighting it. I ain't gonna argue against it. And you're uh, you're you're biggest of a one uh, one of the biggest hip hop heads that I know too as well. It's, it's, it has, it's, a, it has a legitimate argument. It really it, it's, it's incredible, <laughs> man. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't how how do I argue against this album? You uh. Can't you can only argue for another album, but you can't you can't discredit this one as part of your argument. It has too much of a message. It has too many great tracks, too many wonderful beats, too many great features. The production, the verses, the hooks, the bars, like I, I, the, the ending, the ending, ending the ending, the beginning, the ending, the middle. <laughs> like it's it's like it's like the perfect movie. Think of the perfect movie. That's what this album is. It came out five years ago. And it's like yesterday, it's like t- tomorrow's newspaper. That's how fresh it is. I rest my case. Uh, I rest mine as well. The case of uh, To Pimple Butterfly. Uh, to the listeners who don't really fuck with this album, I get it. It, it, it can be tough. It's that the jazz, funk, uh, rap, rainy weather. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, I completely get it. Uh, if you've made it this far, though, uh, thank you. And second of all, I would I would really encourage Absolutely. you to re-listen to it and to so this album when it clicks, it clicks. It's it's, it's a strange thing, Ricky, as as you know, when it clicks, man. Like oh, I get it. 
it's like it's it's honestly like looking at art mm-hmm. at a museum and you look this way you look that way you take a step back and you just sit there in front and you go i get it i get i get what this artist is trying to portray and once you get it, it it's an absolute masterpiece once you unlock that and then i'm still learning things about this album you're still learning things about this album it's been five years i'm still studying this thing you're still studying this thing like it's yeah, absolutely <laughs> Today, doing some just some a little bit of research on it too as well. I'm learning new things. I'm still rewinding tracks back to catch bars. Like every, this, it, like you, like we both said, it's a hard listen. This album requires no, no, no. work. You can't just put these records on, and 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 that's that. And that's not to discredit any other artists out there, because you, you all exist in your own your own lane. But this is um, it's it's, it's in the stratosphere by itself. And to fly that plane, you have to study for years to get good at it. And that's what this requires. Dissect podcast. Genius. Look at the lyrics. Look at the descriptions of the songs. Uh, YouTube videos. Just type in uh, Butterfly uh, Explanation uh, Deep Dive. And you can find out information from there. It's worth it. As a music fan, it's worth it to yourself. <laughs> 